Was Jesus being exclusive? We'll find out today on Bible Time. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time at the Table. I've got something I want to read to you today. It comes from Mark chapter 7, beginning with verse 24. It says, Jesus got up and went away from there to the region of Tyre. And when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know of it, yet he could not escape notice. But after hearing of him, a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately came and fell at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of the Syrophoenician race, and she kept asking him to cast a demon out of her daughter. And he was saying to her, Let the children be satisfied first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs under the table feed on the children's crumbs. And he said to her, because of this answer, go, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And going back to her home, she found the child lying on the bed and the demon having left. So what is going on here? It really sounds like Jesus is being rather exclusive, doesn't it? Sounds like he's saying, I don't have time for you. There's several, several things going on here. And I want to kind of break it down for you a little bit. First of all, Jesus, the Bible makes a very clear distinction that unclean spirits and demons are one and the same. A lot of times people will confuse the two. They'll say, well, an unclean spirit is not the same as a demon. No, here in the same paragraph, we talk about an unclean spirit and a demon. They're one and the same. They're not two different types of demons. Any of the third of the angelic realm that was cast out with Satan is known as a demon. They are evil, unclean, they are bent on evil. They are followers of Satan. They are enemies of God. They are doomed for destruction. And they are our enemy. Okay, just wanted to get that out of the way. So it really sounds like Jesus is saying, I don't have time for you, you Syrophoenician woman. She comes begging him to, to heal her daughter who's afflicted by a demon. Now, first of all, she knew that her daughter was being afflicted by a demon, okay? A lot of people didn't know that back then. So this was probably an educated woman. Plus, she had come knowing who he was. She sought him out. She came from an area that was quite a ways from where he was, okay? And also, when he went into the house, he wanted no one to know he was there. He Many times, Jesus wanted to just be alone and not gather a crowd. He would tell people, don't tell anyone about me. There was a very good reason for that. And that's what I'm going to try to get at today. So was he being an exclusive saying, I don't have time for you? Yeah, he was, but he wasn't being mean. Okay. Here's the thing. If we look throughout the Bible, God starts very small with a small, either a person or a couple of people and then he expands from there, and he expands, and he expands. Jesus is a perfect example. He called 12 disciples for an entire region. He called 12 people to follow him, to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, But even then, within that small group of 12, he had an inner circle group of three or four that were closer to him. Okay, 
And then in Acts chapter 1, he says to them, you will be my witnesses first in Jerusalem, one city, then in Judea, and then in Samaria, and then until the very ends of the earth. So he built it up. We're starting small. We're going to go a little bit bigger. We're going to go a little bit bigger. We're going to go a little bit bigger. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, I have come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Okay. Ten tribes who had been scattered throughout the nations by, by the nation of Assyria with Nineveh as their capital, and they never were brought back. He'd come for them. But he came first to the Jews. Okay. He came first to his own people. He was a Jew of the tribe of Judah, and he was therefore a Jew. And he came to set the record straight and also to die at their hands. But his goal was first to come to the Jews, then to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, then to the Gentiles, then throughout the rest of the world. So he started small and he broadened his expansion as he went out. That's what God does many times. And he also tells us, specifically in the book of Hebrews, do not forsake small beginnings because that's the way he works. So here's what I'm trying to get at is if you feel like you're looking from the outside looking in, you see one or two people and they're just like, they're closer to God. They seem to know what's going on. They're, they're calling all the shots and you want to be a part of that. Don't fret if you're not a part of that because God may be starting something small with one or two people and then he'll bring in others. And eventually, yes, it will encompass you as well because that's what God does. And also, he may want you to be one of those one or two, three or four people that starts something different. God isn't exclusive. He is not a respecter of persons. So he's not going to just take these one or two people or three or four, and that's it, and everybody else is left out. No, God always includes everyone. That's in the book of Acts chapter 15. That's what caused so much confusion in Jerusalem. Wait. God's the Holy Spirit's coming to the to Gentiles now as well. Read that and find out. You'll see that they didn't know what to do and they came together and realized, okay, here's what we have to do now because we realize this isn't just for us. God is for everyone. For God so loved the world. So don't feel like you're missing out. Because God can take one or two people, fill them with knowledge, fill them with experience, lead them to lead others into a bigger group. And then that group becomes three, four, five, six. And that group then spreads out and becomes 30. That group spreads out, becomes 4,000. That group spreads out, becomes 16,000. And before you know it, there's a revival sweeping across the world. And it started with one or two people. That's how big revivals start. And that's what's going on in our world right now. Little pockets of revivals are popping up around the country. And they're going to be coming together to make a greater awakening. It's going to happen in the United States and in the world. So don't feel like you're being left out. Okay. And also on a different level, this woman showed her faith. She was not a Jew. She was a Gentile, but she showed her faith. She said, I know who you are in a sense. And what you're feeding the children, some of that can fall off onto me. And I can be eating it. He was not calling her a dog. He was using symbolism to say that I'm starting small and I'll get to you in time. 
Well, because of your incredible faith right now, I'm coming to you right now. So even if you see those small groups beginning and you're like, I'm not part of it, don't give up. Go to God. Say, what can I do to either get into that or let's start another one. God, use me. But you got to let God follow his plan, not your plan. That's the important thing. God must be in control. Follow his lead instead of telling him how we're going to do it. Follow his lead. And even if you are just eating scraps under the table for right now, you can become something greater and leading something greater if God empowers you to do that. Hope that makes sense. Hope you got a lot out of it. And that's our Bible time for today. Thank you all for joining and God bless you all. Thank you.